0: Welcome to Commune, where each week on the show, we explore the ideas and practices that bring us together and help us live healthy and purpose-filled lives. I'm your host, Jeff Krasnow. In addition to being a podcast, Commune is also an online course platform hosting some of the world's greatest teachers, like today's featured voice, Marianne Williamson. We've had Marianne on the show before, but since then, she has declared her candidacy to be president of all the United States, so we thought it would be a great time to revisit her teachings. Marianne's commune course, Teaching the Teachers, aims to deepen students' understanding of spirituality and their own devotion to practicing it, to help us become someone who not only understands spiritual principles, but can convey them to others in the deepest possible way. While she is a celebrated and dynamic public speaker, a New York Times best-selling author, former congressional candidate, and now presidential candidate, Marianne does not consider herself to be ambitious. She lives a life of great achievement, but sees her actions as deeply rooted in spirituality and service. According to her, the spiritual life is not where you are making something happen. The spiritual life is where you're allowing everything to happen. Marianne teaches us how ambition gets in the way of spiritual transmission, even going so far as to say that to be ambitious is to doubt God, that ambition is saying, I need to walk ahead of God here, I need to make something happen. Running for President of the United States might seem like one of the most ambitious things a person could do, but listen to this segment and you might see how the process could be approached from a different perspective. Here's an excerpt from Teaching the Teachers with Marianne Williamson. If you wanna try the full course for free for three days, go to onecommune.com Marianne. Enjoy.
1: When my career began, this professional niche didn't even exist. Uh, There were two things that you could do with your life if you wanted to dispense religious or spiritual information. One is that you could be a a religious uh, personage. You could be a clergy person. In fact, my mother kept telling me, your father and I have discussed it and we'll be glad to send you to rabbinical school. Um, So you could do that. Or you could be uh, an academic. You could be, for instance, a professor of comparative religion. I knew that my heart sang um, talking about A Course in Miracles, talking about religious and spiritual information. But I didn't feel that I was supposed to be a clergy person, and I didn't feel that I was supposed to be an academic. So because of those things, I I didn't feel that what I was doing would be like a career of any kind. Now, I mention this because of how well it served me. If you don't think there is anything to be ambitious for, you're not ambitious. And ambition gets in the way. Ambition gets in the way of any career on on a certain level, but it definitely gets in the way of anything having to do with uh, spiritual transmission. And that really is what this course is about. This course is about moving from dispensing information to actually allowing your consciousness to be on some level a conduit for transmission because you know you can learn spiritual information you know there are enough books not only the great spiritual source materials but now so much of the spiritual source material has been popularized not just by me and my books, obviously, but by many, many people. And there's some really good material out there. And at this point, most of us have read them, you know. Most of us have read the same books, we've listened to the same tapes. But to have this as your life's work is something much more is called for. And so your consciousness is very, very much um, a part of what determines how deeply people can receive information from you. In A Course in Miracles, it says people hear you on the level that you speak from. I also want to mention a line from The Course in Miracles, which is, Miracles are everyone's right, but purification is necessary first. So there are two issues here. One is that miracles are everyone's right. The second is that purification is necessary first. A miracle is a shift in perception from fear to love. Perception is thought. Thought is the level of cause. The world we experience is the level of effect. So if you really want to change your life, and if you really want to help change someone else's life, you don't want to just address the level of effect. That would be like going up to a screen and trying to change the plot of a movie by manipulating the screen somehow. And Obviously, the images do not derive from the screen. The mind is the projector onto the screen. When you change things on the level of cause, then the effects automatically change. A miracle is a shift in perception from fear to love. Those are the only two categories of emotion according to A Course in Miracles. So all negative emotion, all that is not love, derives from fear. And fear is to love as darkness is to light. Darkness is not a thing. Darkness is the absence of a thing. So you turn on the light, the darkness automatically disappears. You turn on the love and the fear automatically disappears. So the miracle is that shift in perception from fear to love, and then when it says, but purification is necessary first, what we have to be purified of is loveless thinking. So the reason a lack of ambition is actually an aid to your work is because ambition is impure. What do I mean by that? Does an embryo have to be ambitious to become a baby? Does an acorn have to become ambitious to become an oak tree? Does a bud have to be ambitious to become a flower? No. There is natural programming which is built into the universe. And the universe here is. Think of the universe as the handwriting of God. The embryo is programmed to become a baby. The bud is programmed to become the blossom. The acorn is programmed to become the oak tree. You are programmed, you are already programmed to be the highest level of manifestation that reflects the ultimate, highest, creative possibility for you in this lifetime, which by the way is infinite. Now, ambition means you doubt that. So the more your thinking is aligned with God's, the more God can work through you. So to be ambitious is actually to doubt God. To be ambitious is saying, I need to walk ahead of God here. I need to make something happen. The spiritual life is not where you're making something happen. The spiritual life is where you're allowing everything to happen. You know, in our society, an image that you hear a lot about success is that you should take the bull by the horns. What a suicidal thing to do. So to be a spiritual teacher or to be anything that is a successful career. You're not trying to take the bull by the horns. And these days, this needs to be said. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I meet people who have you know, attended a couple of seminars and set themselves up as spiritual teachers, and, oh my gosh, think that if you have your marketing right, you can make it happen. This is corrupted thinking. I'm sorry. This is, this is the problem in America today. Um, we, 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 it, it's not only ambitious, it's out of integrity obviously any time you are dispensing any kind of spiritual or religious information you have a profound responsibility and and somebody who is listening to you somebody who is receiving from you anything that has to do with spiritual information they are giving you access to to their psyche to a very vulnerable, sacred part of their psyche. You can't mess with that. You're really karmically off to mess with that. Nobody's asking you to know everything. Nobody's asking you to be an avatar. But you have a serious responsibility to be honest. And you have a serious responsibility to be in your own integrity. And your own integrity does have to do with your resisting the impulse for ambition and once again this miraculous shift in perception from fear to love in that case means a transition from ambition to inspiration. I was saying, I was served by this in the early days of my career. There wasn't anything to be ambitious for. Um, I was excited to be there. When I um, first started reading The Course in Miracles back in the 1970s, I felt moved to go to uh, to the apartment in New York City where they were publishing the books. And at that time, I was just going to purchase one And there's a woman named Judith Scotch. And Judith Scotch is the president of the Foundation for Inner Peace. Um, She really brought The Course in Miracles to the world in terms of its publication. And I met her that day. And she was getting on the elevator and she was going to Houston, which, interestingly enough, is where I was born and raised. And she was going to talk about A Course in Miracles to a group of people. And I remember my heart leapt, and I thought, gosh, what an amazing thing to do with your life, that you just kind of get to go around talking about A Course in Miracles. But once again, there was no reason to think this would be like a career. It, there, was, there was nothing to be ambitious for. And this served me. Now, when my career began, you know, now... You see love everywhere. I I had some almond butter this morning. And on on the bottle, it says love, you know. And I always smile inside because when I first started, you know, when my first book, A Return to Love, came out. And I was standing up in public at this place called the Philosophical Research Society in Los Angeles talking about love. At that time, there had been a book by a man who has since passed named Leo Buscaglia. And I think the book was called Love. But other than that, love wasn't something you discussed outside a personal context. I mean, Gandhi did and Dr. King did in these very high philosophical conversations related to something like nonviolence, but it wasn't this like mainstream cultural conversation. It wasn't part of a cultural jargon yet, you know, to talk about love. So at the time it was, it was radical. I have watched in the arc of my career what in the early days of my career was a conversation that made people in the audience go, wow, I mean, I've never even thought of that before. Those days are so over because now, like I said, we've all read the same books, we've all listened to the same tapes, and now it's more like somebody might say to somebody next to them in the audience, Isn't that interesting that you mentioned that? Because that's exactly what we were talking about last night. So remember, whether you are a psychotherapist, whether you are a yoga teacher, whether you are a spiritual teacher, or want to be a spiritual teacher, whatever it is, these basic spiritual principles, by now, are part of mainstream jargon. So the issue of your work, doesn't have to do with just your intellectual understanding of these principles. And by the way, that's extremely important, and we're talking about that in another section of this course. But as important as that is the level on which you receive the information, which means the level on which you seek in your own life to practice the principles. Because people subconsciously know everything. Your audience or your clients, whomever, does not expect you to be perfect. But they can tell it when you're trying, and they can smell it when you're not. And that kind of grandiosity and, and bogus quality that some people have where I have it and you don't, it's not the zeitgeist of this moment, it's not the impulse of this moment, because it's not true. That's not the impulse of the modern teacher. The impulse of the modern teacher is, I'm, I'm delivering this information because probably probably not necessarily but probably I have been studying it and practicing it a little more time than you have been and because of the fact that I have been reading it studying it practicing it longer and also whatever work we do which is work we're talking about in this course hopefully I can I can dispense it I can be a conduit and a channel for the information in a way that genuinely transmits it from my heart to yours ambition is an interesting concept in a way you could say that the universe is ambitious, in that flowers grow, and that babies are born, and that life moves forward. But you might think of it as though, instead of being ambitious yourself, let the universe be ambitious for you. You relax into the space of stillness. You relax into the space of being who you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do and let the universe take it where the universe wants to take it. Another way of saying that is let let God take it where God wants to take it. Every, every aspect of the universe is already programmed to go to the next best thing. If you are ambitious with any kind of... Psychotherapy or any kind of, of, of spiritual teaching, there's a problem there because there's always the potential, there's always the temptation to become transactional, that you're really looking at it as a client. You're really looking at this as a sales, you know, that you want them to come back or whatever. That takes you off. That takes you out of alignment with your power. Because when you're out of alignment with your innocence, you're out of alignment with your power. Your power lies in your innocence. Your power lies in the fact that you are prepared, you know your material, you know what you're doing. But you're not trying to make something happen. Universal wisdom is the water. You're just the faucet. You are not there, whether as a therapist or a teacher, you are not there to generate Wisdom. Wisdom comes from the ethers. Wisdom is the is the mind of God, and all of us are faucets. Think of the house as already wired for electricity, and each of us are lamps. Doesn't matter the shape of the lamp, doesn't matter the size of the lamp, doesn't matter the color of the lamp, the sign of the lamp, anything. What matters is that the lamp is plugged in and with your thoughts and your correctness you know think of it like yoga that you get your your position correct that's what matters you get your position correct and then you relax within that space it's really the same thing but attitudinally so you're not there ambitious to make anything happen you're there to be in this moment and to allow everything to happen if you are a therapist or if you are a teacher no matter what your work is whether you're coach what, no matter what the form is the most powerful thing you can do, in addition to all the things we're talking about in this course, of really knowing your material, which is first and foremost, is to bless the client, the student, whomever they are, the patient. Before you go in, before you go into the room, you spend your time in blessing. It would be a very good idea for you to spend, if you can, five minutes. All minds are joined And people can feel, subconsciously, they know when they've been blessed. Just like you walk into a room and you know when people have been talking stuff about you, you can feel that. You can also feel it when you walk into a room. And people wish you well. And people want you to win. And that's the greatest gift you can give to your client or to your student, that they feel from you, that you really want them to win. Now, if I go into a situation like that and I'm ambitious for my own career, I'm just using you on some level for my win. So you got to decide what you're going to be. And if you're going to really be someone playing this particular work at the deepest, most important level, you're there for their win. Now, remember, there's only one of us here. That's how you're going to win. But you can't say, okay, I'm going to be there for their win in order that I win. It doesn't work that way. Although The Course in Miracles does say that we become generous out of self-interest. Once you know how the universe works, you know that being there for someone else is the same thing as being there for yourself.
0: In order to continue on a path of spiritual growth, there comes a time when we must examine our motivation to achieve certain goals. Marianne offers us a chance to realign our dreams with love and connection. You can sign up to try Marianne's course, Teaching the Teachers, for free at onecommune.com/Marianne. That's onecommune.com/Marianne. Thanks for listening to the Commune podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Krasno, and I'll see you next time.